Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. If you will turn with me to 1 Corinthians, I'm going to challenge some people today with some, some things that you may have never heard. And I'm going to ask like I've done before, do you have any guts? Do you have any guts to believe the Word of God and not what you were brought up in? I want you to put aside every movie that you've watched. I want you to put aside every picture that you've seen, every magazine, every art gallery uh, picture, every art gallery statue. I want you to put them all away, and we are only going to look at the Word of God This has been in this word for 2,000 years, but some of you are going to hear it today for the very first time. And Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you open our eyes, that we can see what is written in the word of God, what is written in the word of God. And you know what's wonderful about the word of God? It can never be broken. This is the truth. But before I begin, I'm going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross, notice the preaching of the cross and the gospel are the same thing. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, foolishness. For them that perish, it's foolishness. So the words I speak to you today, if you think they're foolishness, this is where you're at. You're perishing. You're perishing. It says, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And I want you to read um, down to verse 21. It said, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. The foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God chose the preaching, preaching to save them that believe. Now, you got any guts? Turn with me to Isaiah 53. I'm going to read verse, or let's go to Isaiah 52, and I'm going to read verse 13. I'm going to begin there. It says, Behold, my servant shall deal prudently. He shall be exalted, extolled, and be very high. And now look at these next words. As many were astonished at thee. As many were astonished at thee. This is talking about Jesus. He said his visage, his face, his countenance, his visage was so marred more than any man. More than any man. I know, I've had somebody, uh, I've had somebody say about me, there she goes, preaching about his body again. Those that think it's foolishness are perishing. You might want to change your mind. It says, as many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man. You see that? We have seen accidents. We have seen things on the internet. We have seen where people are mutilated. But it says here, here in the word of God that cannot be broken, that his face was marred more than any man. Any. Any. And then it goes on and it says, in his form, his bodily shape, more than the sons of men. More than the sons of men, his body was broken. His body, his form was so marred, more than any man, more than any man. Now, why? 
Why? You know, I heard growing up, it was because Jesus' body was out with, uh, without form because when they put the cross in the ground, it shook them apart. That is not what's written in the Word. I've heard that the Roman soldiers, on purpose, took every bone and pulled him apart. That is not written in the Word. But what happened to him is written in the Word. And it's been there for two thousand years and if you ask God to open your eyes he will show it to you and if you listen to these words you will see it now go with me to Isaiah 53 verse 5 but Jesus Jesus on the cross but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. Look at those words. The Lord, Jehovah, the Father, laid on that body of Jesus, laid on him the iniquity of us all. He, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin. Why? Because the Father laid it on him. Laid it on him. If you have any trouble with guilt, you listen to these words. You get this tape, DoyleDavidson.com, and you listen to it over and over and again, and you will get rid of your guilt because you will see what the man Jesus did for you. What he did for you and what he went through for you. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 11. This is Jesus speaking. And not only that, this is Paul, and Jesus taught Paul these words. Jesus himself taught Paul these words. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 24. And when he had given thanks, this is Jesus at the Last Supper. It says, when he had given thanks, he broke it. He broke the bread. Well, let's read from verse 23. For I have received of the Lord, this is Paul speaking, that which I deliver unto you. So he got it from Jesus himself. He said that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. Took bread. This Jesus that we're looking at right now that take the bread, that is a man. It is a man. It is not God. You can't kill a God. This is a man. And this is a man that's taking the bread. And what does he do with it? This is what he says. He said, and when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, take Eat, this is my body, my body, which is broken for you, which is broken for you. The man hadn't been to the cross yet, and yet he knows when he gets on that cross, his body's going to be broken. His body's going to be broken. If you look that word up, broken, it means shattered. It means in pieces. This is what Jesus knew he was walking into. And you wonder why he suffered so much in the garden. Jesus knew he could read what was going to happen to his body. Now, turn with me to Psalm 31. What happened when the Father laid the iniquity of us all on Jesus? What happened to that human body on the cross? It was already nailed to the cross. He walked to the cross. So he wasn't marred more than any man before he got on the cross. But you will see in these words that when the Father laid the iniquity on Jesus, what happened to those bones? What happened to that body? All right. Psalm 31, verse 9. 
This is, uh, it says, have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. It says, mine eye is consumed with my grief, yea, my soul and my belly. If you will read through these verses, this just may be Jesus. But it even doesn't have to be because it explains what happened to a body that has iniquity on it. He says, for my life was spent with grief and my years with sighing. My strength faileth me. My strength faileth me. What did Jesus say? We will see later that his strength was gone. He said, my strength faileth me because, because, because he had no strength. Why? Because. You got that word because? Amen. So we're going to find out why this thing happened to Jesus. It says, because of my iniquity. And then if you look in Strong's, Amen. the word mine's not there. Because of the iniquity, my bones are consumed. My bones are consumed. It says, because of my iniquity and my bones are consumed. You know what that word bone or that consume means? It means like clothes falling to pieces. Falling to pieces. His bones falling to pieces. Why are they falling to pieces? Because of your iniquity. Because of your iniquity. What happens when you put iniquity on a body? The bones break or they, they fall apart. The bones fall apart. What caused every bone on Jesus to, to, to pull away, to be discomfort? Every bone, well, let's go to Psalm 22, devil, I'll read it to you. It says, this is Jesus on the cross. How do you know it's Jesus on the cross? Look at the verse first, Psalm 22. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That is Jesus. That is Jesus on the cross. You know, Jesus read these words when he was on earth. He knew what was going to happen to him. Verse 14, I am poured out like water. And all my bones are out of joint. Why? Why is every bone of Jesus out of joint? Because there are iniquity on him. Because iniquity on a body will put the bones out of joint. It'll cause the bones to go out of joint. And on Jesus, your iniquity was on him. And this proves it. Because every bone was out of joint. Do you see everything you've done, everything you've thought, everything you've done is on that body. And when that iniquity, your iniquity, when your iniquity went on that body, his bones dislocated. His bones dislocated. That picture that you see or that cross that you wear around your neck with that man on it, that is a lie. What do these words say? Every bone was out of joint. That means that the elbow wasn't connected to the arm. The wrist wasn't connected to the forearm. And the shoulder wasn't connected to the shoulder. Every bone pulled apart. So when he's hung, he can't be hanging like this because there's no bone there. It's not bone to bone anymore. So he's hanging like this. And his bones go down to the bottom of where the cross was, where his feet were nailed to. Why? Because they're all out of joint. There is nothing holding them together but cartilage. That's why it says he was marred more than any man. Why? Because your iniquity was on him. Do you see how wonderful that is? 
What you've done and what makes you feel guilty was put on that body for you. Put on that body for you and you can prove it because every bone was out of joint. His iniquity was on you. Your, I'm sorry, your iniquity was on him. Your iniquity. You don't have to feel guilty anymore because look what your sin did to that body. And you know where that sin went? On that body. What are you doing holding it when it went on that body? Do you know what the wonderful thing is? Jesus knows exactly what you've done. He knows exactly what you've done. Dole talked about this morning, sexual perversion. You know what's wonderful about that? Jesus took, or the Father took, that sexual perversion, and he laid it on that body of Jesus. Amen. Jesus knew it was coming. You think he doesn't know what you're doing? Oh, he knows what you're doing because he bore it. He bore it. He had to take it. To get it off of you, he had to take it. And he gladly took it. And he gladly walked to the cross. And he gladly knew that as soon as that iniquity was laid on Jesus, every bone was going out of joint. And he was still alive. Amen. Still alive. Still awake. Still conscious. Making sure that he did everything he needed in that marred body to get you forgiven. To get you forgiven. He is not surprised at what you've done. He doesn't even care what you've done because he's already born it. He's already born it. What's he wants you to do? Believe it. Go to him and believe it. Trust that this is what he's done. Hang on to what he looked like. Put away that cross you wear around your neck with that figure hanging like this. It's not true. Read the Word of God. The Word of God is over what you've seen. It is stronger than what you carry. What it is is the truth. And that's where your sin went on that body that was marred more than any man and every bone out of joint for you. For you. The next time you feel guilty, just start telling yourself about what that body looked like for you, for you, for me. And you won't stay guilty very long because he took that same iniquity and he went to hell with it. And he paid the price for you. Everything you needed done to get peace between you and the Father Jesus did. He paid the price for your sin and you are forgiven if you believe. If you believe, if you go to Jesus. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, care of Water of Life Church, post office box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.